So it's kind of always a hard transition between uh, going from a moment like that into uh, some jokes in a funny Batman clip, huh? So I just want to be as delicate to the spirit as I can tonight and just lead this well. So I'm not going to say all the jokes. I don't know. Maybe I will. We'll see what happens. I feel like God's kind of changing my mood a little bit about the jokes right about now. But uh, tonight we're starting a new message called The Wasting Away. And I'm really excited to speak this message tonight because it's something that has been weighing really heavy on my heart lately. It's, it's something that I knew that I, I've had to speak for a while, but I was a little, a little hesitant about speaking it. And, uh, you know, I, I was supposed to speak somewhere recently and, and, it, and, and things kind of fell through a little bit. And I knew it was the message. This was the message I was supposed to speak and, and, I, and I didn't do it. And, and it's been weighing really heavy on my heart ever since then. So uh, I'm kind of really excited to speak it tonight. But I guess I, I guess I got to start it with a confession is I, I, I'm really not that cool in case you guys didn't notice that. Like I'm kind of not as hip as I as I think I am. Like there's all these words that are going around now and I have no idea what any of them mean. Um, I was just on Twitter recently and I saw this word and I was like, and, I, and it, it, it was someone's tweet and they put it at the end of it. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? And it was like, and it just had like this hashtag YOLO. And it was like, I, for all that, for all I knew, I was like, you only lick oranges. Like, I, I, I had no idea, like, like, what the heck that meant. Like, it, it was just like another language to me. And, and then, uh, like, it kind of brought me back to, like, my childhood in SES, because we thought we were really cool, but we had no idea what was cool compared to, like, the public school kids. Like, they would find out was, what was cool, like, six months before we would. And they're like, we'd still be saying old lame things, and they'd be saying the hip cool things, and we just thought we were so cool, but I'm really grateful for my uh, public school friends that come here to the green room, because I, I had this on my, like, I was like, what the heck does this mean, and then I heard Elena Valencia, I'm not sure if she's here tonight or not, but thank you, Elena, because she's hip and pretty cool, so she told me what this, this YOLO means, and she's like, you only live once, in case you guys didn't know that, and um, I was like, all right, that's actually a kind of cool saying, like, uh, I, I can kind of relate to that, like, uh, that's, that's something that I feel like we could take from a biblical context. It's something that we could really dig in tonight. And then I, I kind of realized that it was taking over social media websites. And it was all over the place. And, and non-Christians are saying this all the time, that you only live once. But tonight, that we are Christians, we know that we don't only live once. It's, I mean, I, I like that statement, but it's only partially true. We live more than once. This life is just the beginning for us. That if, you, that if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, then you know tonight that there is a greater life that awaits you, that there is something greater that God wants to do in your hearts. And, and I'm seeing these tweets all over the place. And, and so this week I, I did a little research and I, and I kind of saw some of the tweets that people were, were um, tweeting and I wanted to read some of them to you guys tonight. Um, here's the first one. Shooting cats out of a cannon at passing cars. YOLO. I like, I, I, I was like, is this kid being serious? Because if someone did that to me, I, I don't even know if I'd be mad. I'd be like, that, that's pretty funny. Like, that's awesome. You can shoot a cat through my car. I'm cool with that. Then this next one is, is kind of gross, but I like it. <laughs> Actually pooping myself in class so I have an excuse to leave. I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I really didn't enjoy class that much, but... I don't think I would ever poop myself in it to get out. Like, that's just gross. That's grimy. I feel bad for that kid. 
we got this one. Using whiteout to make my teeth look white. Um, that is really bold because you can pay like $100 to get them whiter, bro. I was like, yo, I can need to chill out. This, this one is probably my favorite of the night. Um, curling my leg hair, hashtag YOLO. That one is near and dear to my heart because at Tuscarora, there were a couple of the guys who were curling their leg hair. Yeah, I don't know if Anthony Esposito is here, bro, but that, that, that one goes out to you, man. The next one I got is, I'm growing a mullet. Um, YOLO, man, I'm growing a mullet. It's business by day and then it's party by night. You got both books rocking, so I'm all about that. And then uh, the next one is, <laughs> this is kind of funny, I like this one. I wonder how many guys can relate with this. Spending winter break on Facebook, YOLO. How many, how many of you guys spend your, most of your winter break on Facebook? And then this is the, the last one. I actually caught some people doing this yesterday. Um, it's going into the Apple store and taking pictures on the computer, YOLO. Like, I, I don't get that. I think that's like the creepiest thing going around, man. Like, you just take pictures, then you leave them on the computer? Uh, that's sketchy. You, you kids need to rethink about that stuff. But, but like I was saying before, this stuff, it's, it's partially true, YOLO. It's, it's not really true if you're a Christian tonight because we get a second life in Christ tonight. And, and here's something that we need to face. And here's really what, what I, I'm building up to is that no one in this room can escape death. And I don't mean to be morbid when I say that. I don't mean to scare anyone or use fear in any of your hearts tonight to get you to listen to this message, that that is not my intentions and that is not my plan at all. But the Bible says that every man is, is, that is born is also appointed to die. And that's true of everyone in this room, that you can't escape, escape death, that there's going to be a day when you die. There have been people that have tried to escape it and they can't. Well, they say that Walt Disney tried to fr- freeze himself and guys, I wanna tell you, he's dead. He didn't, that didn't work that no one can outrun death. And it's something that's waiting for all of us. But we have hope tonight that there is still something for us, that there is still something that awaits us tonight as Christians. And I want you guys to be excited about that, but I also want you to take this life that Jesus has given you so seriously. I don't want you guys just to forget that God wants to use you in this life, that he has a plan for you and he wants to do great things through you and for you. And, and, and here's what I, I wanna do tonight is, is I wanna ask you a question about your life. I wanna ask you, what do you want people to say at your wake? What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? When, get, when someone comes up to speak a eulogy about your life, what do you want the point of that eulogy to be all about? Because here's what I believe. Some of the things that we are currently living for, some of the things that we are currently making the drive of our life are not what we would want to be spoken about us at our funerals. I don't think that's what we want to be remembered for, yet we live for these things anyway. Man, this is what I want to do tonight, is is I want this image to haunt you tonight. I want you to go home, and I want you to think about this. What do I really 
want people to say and think about me when I'm gone? What will be the mark of my life? See, guys, I, I want you to make much of this life that God has given you. I want you to live it out for a purpose, for something that actually means something, that you won't just waste this life away, but you will do something with the opportunity that God has given you. And as I look out in this room tonight, I see a lot of people that could change the world. And I really believe that with my whole whole heart. I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. I believe that there's great opportunity in this room tonight. And it doesn't mean that when I say, look at this, you need to become a pastor and devote your whole life to just serving God and doing that. But But what I'm saying tonight is this, is that whatever road God takes you down, Will you live it to the fullest? Will you take advantage of this opportunity that he's given you and not just waste it away? Because here's one of my fears, guys. And here's what I don't want for anyone in this room to say. I never want anyone to say this. On your deathbed, to look at people around you and say, I wish I would have done more with my life. That I wasted my time away, that I could have done so much more with this opportunity that God gave me. I would hate for any of you to say that. And that's why I have to preach about what I'm preaching about tonight. And please know that my heart isn't to scare anyone. It's, it's not to use fear tonight, but to help to lead you to greater life tonight. And so I want to look at a portion of scripture today in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and And this is what I believe what Paul would say about this whole situation and what he would say about the whole YOLO situation. And so we're going to start in verse 16, and this is what it says. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. So this is the point I was saying right away, guys. This is what I was trying to get to, that we all die. And Paul says it, that this human body of yours is day by day wasting away. That there is a number that is put on your life and, and God knows that number and it's slowly winding down. And you have an opportunity in this time to do something great with that life that God has given you. And, and I know that might be hard for some of you guys to grasp tonight because you're so young, because, because I'm so young. I'm only 23 years old. I feel like I still got my whole life ahead of me. I feel like I still have so much left, but life isn't guaranteed to us, guys. Tomorrow is no guarantee. At any second, our gift of life could be taken away from us. And I want you to live whatever time God gives you to the fullest, to the greatest you could, because the truth is we are wasting away. But there's hope, guys, for what awaits us. And Paul will get to that. Let's go to the next verse. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. God is doing things in you guys tonight, if you are a Christian, day by day. See, guys, God loves you the way you are. He does. He really does love you the way you are. But he doesn't want you to stay the way you are. He wants to be transforming you, making you day by day more like his son, 
weeding out the things of this world, getting rid of those things and making you more like his son because that has the power to change your life and the lives around you. That's something that will last, guys. That's something that will mean something in the long run. So yes, our bodies are wasting away day by day, but God is doing something inside of you that will last, and he's changing you more and more on the inside. Let's go to the next verse, verse 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we we need a little context on what's going on here. Paul is being extremely persecuted for preaching the gospel of Jesus. He is just going from hard thing to hard thing to hard thing. But then he says that these momentary and light afflictions are nothing compared to what awaits us. I want to tell you guys a little bit about some of the obstacles and some of these um, momentary troubles, as Paul calls them, that he goes through. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. This is a little bit of what Paul went through. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a, a night and a day in an open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. Because Paul knew what hard times were like. He knew what it was like to suffer. But then he says something so Amazing, and I love what he says. He compares all these hard things that he's been going through to light problems. He says that these are just light and momentary things. They're, basically what he's saying is that these problems are really small. They're, they're basically nothing compared to what awaits us. Appared, prepared to what God wants to do in the life that is to come, guys. See, he's trying to show you something is that you will go through hard things in this life. That we're wasting away and God's doing things inside of us. And that in this life, there are going to be hard times. And, but you know what? It's nothing compared to what God has awaiting us. I'm talking to some of you guys as you're going through some really hard things in your life today. And sometimes, I, you know, I, I don't have the answers. Sometimes all I can say is this, is, is that God knows what he's doing and, and he works all things together for your good and, and everything you go through is, is for the good in the end. And then I can also say this on top of that, is that the light and momentary afflictions that you are going through are nothing compared to what Jesus has for you coming. That that is your portion as a Christian. That's your prize for running this race. What is awaiting us? And see, guys, Paul fixes his eyes on that as he's going through these hard times, as he's being persecuted, as he's just having some of the hardest days. That's what he fixes his eyes on. And I would encourage you guys to fix your eyes on the same thing tonight. Let's go to the next verse, verse 18. So we fix our eyes 
not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So this is what Paul is saying. He's saying the temporary things that you are living for, the temporary things that you are devoting your life to, they mean nothing. That they are going to pass away. That in the end, you're not going to want those temporary things to be written on your tombstone or your grave because they'll pass away. But he's saying, focus your eyes on things that really matter. Focus your eyes on God and what he wants to do through your life. See, maybe some of you guys, and and, and I don't know what you're writing right now. I don't know what your thing is. Maybe tonight you're a musician and that's been what, what you want your life to be all about. See, that's a good thing, but it's also a temporary thing. Maybe tonight you just want to work hard and become rich. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's what you're living for, and if that's what you want to be remembered for, then that's really sad, guys, because that's something that's going to pass away. You can't take your riches with you into the next life. It doesn't mean anything. And I will never tell you guys what you should be writing on your gravestone because I believe that's free will and that's your choice and wherever God wants to lead you. But what I will do tonight is I'll tell you what I want to be written on mine. I will tell you what I want people to say about me when I'm gone. And what I find, what I want people to say about me, I find in scripture. I find it to be what Jesus calls the greatest commandment that we could ever live out, which is to love people and love God. And so when I'm gone and passed away, I want people to say at my wake that, you know, Joey loved God and he loved people and that he did whatever he could to help them, that he did whatever he could to point people to Jesus. And just because you're not gonna be a pastor or you're not gonna do a missionary work or anything like that, that doesn't mean that can't also be the the driving point of your life. That doesn't mean that that can't be the same thing that people say about your wake or your funeral. That can be the same thing. If you're gonna be a doctor, they could say the same thing. Which would you rather be remembered for? Being a doctor or being remembered that you helped as many people as you could to Christ or that you loved people unconditionally even when it was hard or that you had hope even through hard times. Man, I, I want my life to be about eternal things, things that will matter in this life, not temporal things. And so that, that's what I believe that what Paul would say about this whole situation. That, that's what I believe what he would do in this situation because that's what his whole life was about. He devoted his life and gave his life for this cause. He gave it for the sake of Christ and he loved people and he loved God. So I want to encourage you, whatever area that you are working to today, whatever area you feel God's calling you to, I pray that that would also be your vision through it. That you would use this opportunity that God has given you in this life to make a difference for eternal things. That you wouldn't just live for temporal things that will pass away, that will be forgotten. See, all these things will be forgotten, guys. It will be forgotten how much money you made 
or your SAT scores, what kind of job you had. All these things will be forgotten. But you could leave your impact on this world if you were willing to live for eternal things tonight. And God would be willing to do so much through your life. And I think part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because God has given me this vision for this life. Is I kind of see this world as a sinking ship and, and, and we're all on it and it's going down. And someone died to give me a lifeboat at a cost. He died to give me that lifeboat. And now I want to save as many people as I can. I, I want to do whatever it takes to help as many people as I can, to love them, even if they're, they're not willing to accept what I have to say, to be for them when it's hard. And that, that's what I want my life to be about. That's what I want to be written on my tombstone. And so I would hope that you guys would start to catch that vision. My prayer is that you wouldn't waste your life in the opportunity that God has given you. And I want to read to you guys this quote by C.S. Lewis for anyone who maybe I scared a little bit tonight for maybe anyone that I got a little worked up. I want to read you this quote because it's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes. And this is what it says. But for them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. Now at last they were beginning chapter one of the greatest story which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. I, I just love that quote so much because if some of you guys know that story, if, if you know a little bit about the Chronicles of Narnia, you know that these kids, they lived really exciting lives, that they were in the middle of some epic battles that they saw some really amazing things and they lived a really adventurous life. And you know what C.S. says about all of it? He says all of their adventures and all the amazing things they did in this life, they were nothing more than the title and the cover page. And that is so true of us tonight, guys, that this life for us in this room is nothing more than the title and the cover page. That what awaits us is so amazing. It gets me so excited because I, 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 sometimes I feel like I'm missing out because I, I'm not fighting an epic battle. I don't know if it's, maybe that's just the guy thing. Sometimes I just feel like I want to be doing something so much more crazy with my life. But then I read a story like this and I realize that's what I was created for. That's my story that's awaiting. That this life is just the cover and the title page. And I love that he says that every chapter after that is better than the next. Guys, that is what heaven is gonna be like. That all the good things in this life and all the good things that you've experienced and maybe the good things that you're afraid of letting go of tonight, that they're just the cover and the title page that every day in heaven will be better than the last. And I just love the way that Lewis just summarizes that and talks about that because that's how amazing I think it's going to be. And I pray that you would catch that vision tonight, that you would see it because God 
is so excited for that day. The Bible says that he anticipates that day like a groom and we're his bride and, and he waits for that day. Some of you girls in this room tonight who are excited for your wedding, man, that's the anticipation in God's heart. He can't wait for the day that he'll be reunited with his bride. I'm, I'm excited for that day, guys, when we will be rejoined with our creator and our maker and we'll look at him face to face where there will be no more pain, where there will be no more sickness, where there's joy forever by his side. And so there's the two sides of it. There's anticipate God, anticipate what is coming and what he wants to do. But at the same time, don't waste this life. Don't waste this opportunity that God has given you and what he wants to work in your life and how he wants to use you to reach others. No matter what your life goes to, I pray that you would live it out to the fullest, that you would love God and people as best as you could. Man, that that just makes me so excited if we could be a a church that would do that, that, that if we would want our lives to be more than just temporal things that we would live with eternity on our hearts. So that's my prayer for you guys tonight. That's what I would love to see happen in our church and in our world. So I pray that you would really think about it tonight. That tonight as you put your head on that pillow, that you would really, really pray about it. That you would really begin to get serious with God about this. God, What would people say about me if I keep living the same way? Because God wants to do great things through your lives, guys. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for tonight and just the unique way that I feel you moving, Lord, and unique way I feel you speaking. And I pray, God, that your presence would really just come even stronger tonight, God, that your presence would even move even more powerfully tonight, God. I pray that we just began to tap into the source tonight, God. And I just pray, God, that this would be on our hearts, God, that eternity would be on our minds, Lord. God, that we wouldn't waste away our lives. God, I I just pray that, that, that no one in this room, God, would be sitting on their deathbed saying, I wish I could have done more pray, God, that you would give us the strength to live this kind of life out, Lord. God, that we would really be people who would talk like Paul and live like Paul, God, and acted like Paul. Please, God, just give us the strength, Lord, to do these kinds of things, Lord. We can't do any of this without you. And so I pray, God, that you'd begin to do this, Lord. God, that we would be passionate about sharing you with other people. God, it would become a burning desire in our hearts, Lord. So I thank you for this, Lord. And God, we just say tonight that we're excited for all that you want to do in our lives, Lord God. And we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.